Well, Merry Christmas, everyone, my friends. You are very fortunate that you chose the 7 p.m. because I changed my homily. The first two masses got, ooh, they got a heavy dose. A lot of meat in that homily. But knowing that you probably had dinner and you're going to fall asleep on me, I thought I should probably lighten it a little bit for you. <laughs> so my friends, of course, um, my heart has been filled with great joy on this day because the masses have been as full as we can have them. The 3 p.m., we had 40 people in their cars, as we told folks to do, and they received the Eucharist um, during the time of the Eucharist. So it was it's a great joy, and it's a great joy to see all of you and to have this place filled. Um, and my friends, uh, and if that wasn't enough, um, to have my friend and our Deacon Dale present is a great joy for me. So hi, Deacon and Peggy. My friends, um, our first reading is from of old, and it's Isaiah. And uh, it's a beautiful because he tells us about God, because the world wants to know about God. And he's telling us. And right in the middle, there's this little bit of hardship. Uh, but when we, if you really look at it and study it, that that he's referring to peace, time of peace. He's saying, the weapons of war, your weaponry will be needed no more because there will be peace, and that peace will be everlasting when the Messiah arrives. All that violence, all that fear will be gone. And St. Paul tells us of the wonderful grace. God loves you. You do nothing to earn it. He just loves you. And my friends, um, on this night which is full of light, the light foretold uh, by God's prophet. And as we have been so beautifully told by the prophet Isaiah, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those, a light has shone. My friends, we did everything we could. Our Christmas tree, 3,000 lights on it. It's the biggest Christmas tree we've had at St. Nicholas. Um, we got candles everywhere. We have candles even in the windows. Um, and... Uh, we did this to help to exude that light that we all need. And my friends, it is the very glory of the Lord that we're trying to uh, put forth to you. Uh, the glory of the Lord that shone all around them, as the angel said. The same light is manifested to us, too. God fills this holy night with light from within for us. The light of Christmas the Christmas event is not a blinding light. It is a light that gently permeates our hearts and fills our hearts with joy and peace. A peace that Christ said, the world will not give you, nor will it be able to steal from you. And uh, so the angel tells the shepherds, do not be afraid. For behold, I proclaim to you good news that is the actual literal translation of gospel, good news, of great joy for everyone, all people. Even me, Father, yes, I've been bad. Even you, he's come so that you'll be good and holy. And so the light of Christmas should instill peace and joy within us, always. The prophet and the angel tell us in the same way, 
A Savior has been born. He has entered into our human time and existence. St. Paul expresses that the grace of God has appeared saving all. And this is the profound meaning of Christmas. The grace of God has appeared. That is, the gratuitous love of God is revealed this night in the nativity of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, his Son. And this love brings to each, everyone, who will receive it, receive his light and joy. My friends, our world, especially of late, so pessimistic and hard and disturbed by so much violence, the pandemic. Christmas interrupts this for us. Thank goodness, right? We can breathe, at least for this evening. My friends, the normal thing would be, you would think, for God to reveal himself uh, as a stern judge who comes to inflict deserved condemnation when we think of heaven coming to earth and punishment on humanity. But, my friends, that is not what happened on that first nativity. And the point of the Christmas event, Jesus the Christ becomes the link between humanity and God. At Christmas, the fullness of grace and truth came to dwell on earth. You have to think about this. Heaven comes to earth. We always look up when we pray. But on that first Christmas, all of heaven becomes enfleshed. It's God. And Mary doesn't look up to heaven she looks down into heaven in the child because it is God. So that means it is heaven wrapped up. God came to dwell on the earth to be with us in spite of ourselves. God, my friends, was more brokenhearted over our sin and over our moving away from him, then he was put off. And what does a father do when his children are like that? Pours out love. So he sends his son. Not only for that, because God wants you to be in relationship with him. He wants you to know him. If you want to know him, do not take your eyes off of Jesus. To take your eyes off of him is to miss him then. And the one thing Jesus came and told you, what people ask all the time, does God love me? You should never ask that question anymore because it was answered in Jesus Christ. Oh, he loves you. He loves you. My friends, he sent his son into our world and his son paid for our failures and sins so that God and sinner could be reconciled. And love made manifest, Jesus Christ drew ever nearer to us. Even if we chose to be far from him, he continued to draw closer. Jesus Christ becomes a link between God and humanity. With God, we truly become great. And I can say that with God, because he puts his light into you a light that cannot be taken from you. You can certainly hand it away and don't do that. 
you can certainly allow it to diminish. Don't. It's been a gift to you. Keep it burning. My friends, with God, we truly become free. And it is with God we truly become holy. And my friends, God manifests his gracious love by giving what we deserve the least. But what we needed the most. Love. Love incarnate by his son who presents himself to us as a humble, meek baby. The presence of the son of God in our midst reveals to us above all else that we have been loved by the Father without having merited it at all. This is the central meaning, the message at Christmas that we should keep close to our hearts and to accept with joy, just like the little children who accept gifts on Christmas morning. Like that bunch right there. They're going to be, ooh, they're going to have fun. Huh? <laughs> My friend, divine love descended into our human existence and time and brought with it the message that we are loved just as we are. Notwithstanding, um, you know, our weaknesses and such, God will work on that with his grace, right? But perhaps to the contrary, we are loved precisely because of these. God, in fact, loves us in order to save us. Often folks think that we must first be good and holy before God will love us. But it is really the opposite. We first need to be loved by God before we can be good and holy. For it is through his grace, his love, that this really happens. God offers us his gratuitous and generous love. It is a type of love that transforms us from within. My friends, I was watching... Um, do you guys know who Bishop Fulton Sheen is? I was watching one of his programs, and it's never coincidence. I turned it on and had me watching, and he was talking about the transformation of ourselves by the nativity and what it really means. Because people get disappointed. Well, you know, Jesus came, and everything's still the same. We still got people that don't like him. We got people that were fighting. And, we got... and Bishop Sheen went on to say, that is because we got it wrong. We misunderstood. God came to transform from within, to change from within first. And he likened it, uh, oddly enough, uh, he said, you know, uh, there was a pandemic in 1918, and I started laughing, and I'm like, oh, Bishop Sheen, we're in the pandemic right now. And my friends, so we are. But he was saying about what God did through his son, and we heard the angels say, this is good news for everyone. But then he said, particularly or almost exclusively on those who find favor with God. What does that mean, to find favor with God? It means to push aside your self-righteousness. It means to put aside your pride and ego and all those things and to make room for him. That's what the angel will ultimately get at. We know because Jesus talked to us about that. But um, so here we are in the midst of pandemic, and now in the past two weeks we've heard the doctors, science have a remedy 
Yeah, we know it as a vaccine. It's a remedy. And it will soon be available for the whole world. Some will be relieved by it, but others not. Some will welcome the remedy. Others will not. One cannot be made to accept the remedy. And this is what I'm getting at. Jesus came as the remedy. God sent his remedy. But no one can be forced to accept the remedy. And that's what I think ultimately the angel's getting at. Some will and some will not. Generally speaking, most folks want and are open to having their circumstances being changed, the things around them, house, car, friends, things like that. But the remedy that God sent was meant for internal transformation. One's thinking, one's belief, one's way of living, one's own heart. That, not everyone wants changed. The incarnation of the Word, the nativity of the Christ came for the remedy of moral and spiritual disease and plague. That pandemic. To change us from within. And in doing so, to make us happy and peaceful inside. But not everyone wants this remedy. John tells us in his gospel, Jesus came to his own and his own would not receive him. You see, the incarnation of Christ, Christmas, is the remedy. And this remedy works from within. We must accept it for it to be the remedy. We must want it. In this is the breakthrough for the change to happen. The inner gift of light and peace and hope, God's grace and love poured out and into. Illumines our minds, strengthens our wills, and leads to an inner joy and peace and hope and love in all things, no matter what's swirling around us. This light, the light of God, illumines us and transforms and brings us into unity with God and all the benefits that that brings with it. You know what that is, right? Eternal life. Eternal life with Him. My friends, God does all this because he loves us freely. And in return, he asks that we love each other to walk in holiness, to show compassion and forgiveness and mercy and friendship and companionship to others. The prophets have told us this is what gives God glory to do this. Jesus said this is the path of holiness. The other way of thinking is simply wrong and leads to discouragement and even despair. Well, you know, uh, once I become holy, God will love me. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. And so the gratuitous grace and love of God fills each of us with light and hope and joy. If we can, if we allow it, teach each other, give courage to move forward and to walk in faith and hope and love. A child is born to us, a son is given us, Isaiah the prophet of God says. And St. John the evangelist explains, God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish 
but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son in the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him, Jesus. The conduit between God and man. Divinity and humanity united in Jesus. So I ask you to allow this truth of Christmas, this light, the light of his love to wash over you, that you may walk always as children of the light. God loves you. If you don't remember anything else with my homily, and this was the lighter one, know that God loves you. And in return, love others. I know Christmas is about giving of things, gifts and all that, and those are wonderful, right? God gave a gift too, but it was not a thing. It was a person. And the only response when someone gives a gift to a person is to give of yourself back in love. So my friends, whatever circumstances you find yourselves in, you can be absolutely assured that you are loved by the Father. Be certain of this and firm and absolute about this truth because it frees every kind of discouragement or lack of hope, be it from pride or hardness of heart or because the world can simply be tough for us. Amen? And I wish you a blessed Christmas and a new year filled with joy and peace and hope and laughter. Amen?